In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. Uh, we're at Elemental Coffee for the Black Mesa and Elemental pre-release party. Pre-release party? Yes. For so, the Coffee Stout? Yes, yes. So this is our third collaboration with Elemental. Our Coffee Stout has become our winter release. And so we've tried to get all of Elemental's fans involved in it. What we do is we brew up a test batch and then we'll split that test batch three ways, condition it on three different elemental roasts. Uh, we bring the, the test batches to the party and leave our winner release to a vote of the people that attend the party. And the vote will be done here at Elemental tonight? It, it will in just a few minutes. All right, and your name again is? I, I'm Brad Stump. I'm one there of the go. owners of Black Mesa. Okay. Yeah. You're the what for Black Mesa? I could be. I'm one of the owners and oh, okay. uh, yeah, work in sales and marketing. So, nice. Yeah. So this is not the first time that you've had Elemental Coffee um, as part of your style then, is that correct? It, no, yes. Yeah, so our, our first collaboration with Elemental came out in... 2014 Red Badger Stout um, used the Red Badger bean um, from Sumatra so it was a right. really earthy unwashed coffee just yeah it, it had a, a lot of really unique notes to it a lot of a lot of funk and just collect kind of vegetal flavors who chooses what bean that you're going to use for your test runs your initial test runs so we we rely on the folks at Elemental to do that for us and and every year the goal is to is to have a just a wide spectrum of flavor profiles in, in the coffees, and and you know that you know that those are usually reflective of the growing regions. Right. And so we usually you know tend to kind of hop around and, and have beans from all over the world, and and this year I think um, we have two from Africa and one from South America. So Very well, cool. let's try one. What is this? Yeah, one we're right gonna try this right now. So this is let's see the S on the cap. That is the shear. This is the shear. So yes. tell me about this one. So this is a so Elemental calls this their shear roast because of kind of the the the, the lighter brighter mouthfeel of the coffee. Um, I think the actual bean. Oh, I'm sorry. Is a uh, Colombia Naranjos. Uh, so oh my you, god. So yeah, he, that tastes like oh wow, that's delicious. It's like dark. It's like. Dark wow. chocolate, coffee, and stout. Yeah, and that, let me have more of that. Oh my god, it has, doesn't even have a... <laughs> I instantly yeah, love this. It has no bitterness that some stouts can have. It, it's yeah. very clean and crisp. Yeah, I'm not a stout, stout person at all. This no, is this, is, this oh is great. Right. So, so for our part, brewing the stout, I mean, our, our idea behind this beer is if you're going to put really good coffee in your beer, you should be able to pick up you know, the, the complexity of that coffee and not just the strongest note that's going to punch through the stout. So we actually brew a pretty simple neutral stout for that reason. We, we don't want uh, many roasty flavors uh, coming from the malts that are going to compete with the coffee where you're kind of guessing is this coming from the stout or the coffee. We, we try to keep it pretty neutral so that you know that's that that, that complexity is derived from, uh, from the coffee. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the sheer because it, it actually tastes like coffee and stout blended together it, and it works beautifully together right so so our process is we 
we brew and ferment the beer as we normally would, and then we condition the beer um, on this coffee for about 14 days, whole beans. Uh, we just, you know, put put the beans in a cheesecloth, dunk them in the fermenter, nice. let them, yeah, and, and then we're kind of, you know, tasting the beer until we feel like the coffee's kind of reached its peak flavor in the beer. So give us a little bit of history, actually, I'm sorry, real quick, just about Black Mesa. You guys in Oklahoma City um, brewery, or? Yeah, so we're based in Oklahoma City. We've been around since 2012. Um, at one time, there was a brewing cooperative in Oklahoma City, and we were one of the original members of that cooperative. Oh, okay. Um, we brewed there for about 10 months um, before that, uh, before the building was destroyed by the 2013 storms. Oh, was that you guys? Oh, wow. we, we were one of the members oh, at that wow. time, okay. a, along with Anthem and Mustang. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean... And and so after that, uh, we we partnered with the O'Fallon Brewery. They're outside St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we currently brew all of our beer um, at the O'Fallon Brewery, uh, and and only sell in Oklahoma. That that is going to change um, later this fall. Um, but yeah, we, we but we certainly picking a name like Black Mesa is the highest point in Oklahoma. Yeah, right. You know, but both myself and Chris Sanders, the head brewer, we both live here, and I mean, we definitely identify ourselves as Oklahoma brewers. Um, and yes, and are, and are looking to, to get back here and build our own brewery here. When I love the name. Black Mesa is my favorite name of all the local breweries. Oh, good, I'm, a fan of, I'm a fan of geology and geography, and I love Black Mesa because it's the highest point. So there are three, there's three beers here tonight. We tried yes. the sheer. This one that has tea on this is so, so that's a that's a why that is the Yippie roast. Um, and this is actually the only beer that I have not tried yet. We try to uh, in in order to be able to invite as many people to the party as we can, I tried just a single bottle of this to make sure that the uh, This is the, the Yippie IPA. Yippie IA. Yippie Ooh, that's good too. Let me see. This one is, this is the sheer. Rachel, so how are you going to decide what the, the name master the roaster of oh, no, Let's try these Once the audience has chosen, then you've yes. got to name it, right? Get your so, reaction yes, so, here. so the past two years, it's been very straightforward. We just named it after the coffee bean. So the very first collaboration, Red Badger Stout, was for the Red Badger okay. coffee bean. Last year's was an Ethiopian arty bean. And so. I think this one right here is my vote. I don't know. This one, this one's sweeter. Ah, uh, this was this was fantastic. The sheer had a little more character, but like. I think me. the sheer, the sh I loved the the sheer was bolder than this. This is kind of this makes me think candy store almost. Yeah, yeah. So so this is actually the yippee is the one I have not tried yet. So that's that's the only reason you I'm like not this, chiming. You like the, the sweetness better than? Because I'm not sure I want a sweet in my stout. Yes. It does feel kind of light on the mouth for a stout. Yeah. Yeah. I, the yippee, I think, is a little funky. It is a super... What do you think is funky? The Yippee I think it's too grapefruity. Grapefruity. Yeah, it's definitely got a... I think this sheer is really round and really balanced. Oh, my... This is Rachel from Elemental, by the way. Oh, hey, Rachel, hello. I just pointed her towards the mic so you could actually hear what she was saying. Sorry, I just started talking, you know. That's um, what we love. I think the Yippee, to me, is a little funky. Like, I think that it's a little too grapefruit forward. It's not as balanced as the one with the sheer in it. I think the sheer has a really, like, round, sweet, molasses-y body. Yes. There um, you go. That's the molasses that I could taste in the sheer that yeah okay now you've talked me back to sheer then yeah I think it's just a lot more balanced and I think the yippee is like 
I guess it kind of is like our coffee, like the Yippee, that we always choose a coffee that's that's got one note that you're like, whoa, that's crazy. You're not expecting that out of coffee. And that's, I think that's what's showing up in the beer. And I don't know if that's like a beer that I want to drink 750 of. Like, I will taste it, but I don't think I want to like sit down with a whole bottle of it. So did, are you roasting the coffee here and sending it over to Black Mesa? Or? Yeah. Yes. Is that how it works? Are you yeah. going to roast so Rachel, Rachel, you actually are roasting some of the coffee then that's going to be in the beer. Yeah, actually, I was in the back finishing up for the day, and that's the sheer in the bully oh, nice. tray so right there. That's what we were smelling when we got here. Yep, yeah. smells oh like God, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, that's awesome. You can yeah, because I had that dark chocolate taste to it. So you can come down here to Elemental on certain days, and you can watch Rachel roast sheer beans that could eventually be in a Black Mesa beer, potentially, that you'll be drinking this fall. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, yeah. according to Yelp, you can watch a hipster in a cage roast coffee. <laughs> Thanks, Yelp. <laughs> so reliable. So what's the the last one is the Perusha? Yeah, that's the same one that we had last year. Wait, there's gonna be a Perusha? It's yes. somewhere. I, I love don't know. Perusha. Can you go can you go find us a bottle? Yep. That's my favorite coffee yeah. here. That was what we had the least of. Ah, so we're running low on Perusha. So, so the story behind Perusha, it is it was actually our release last year, the Ethiopian Artie Bean. Um, and it was so well received um, that we decided that just we, decided to put it in the vote yes, again. That, that so we, people listening right now could have already so had this. Could, one. Yes, yeah, that, that's the you're right. The, the one beer that's not truly new um, this year, but uh, it it won silver at the New York International oh, yeah, uh, beer competition in the in the coffee beer. Um, category, and so we decided with Great American Beer Fest coming up. Yes, we we, t- yes, we we took a portion of that Ethiopian Artie Stout and sent it to Great American Beer Fest to be nice. judged. And so that's why we have a little bit less okay. of that tonight than, oh my God, than we, any of the other. Rachel managed to bring oh, up yeah, some yet. up here. So this is actually this is actually last year's release, then, right? Okay, and it's. Actually, it's the same crop of Artie, even. Oh, like, is it? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, we've ordered new Artie since then, but it's the same farm, the same area. That's the good. Same. I think it has a little less body than the shear. It's like a weaker version of the shear. It's got right, a thinner mouthfeel. Are, mouth are we calling the race early? Should we go ahead and start printing the headline I, I, I want to grab a bottle of the shear. The shear is going to be the next right set. Now. <laughs> <laughs> just I want more. I, I think, I I think that's going to I want another drink. It's like least potato chips. <laughs> I just want to keep consuming it. And that's what you want. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, for me... Drink, no, I, drink responsibly, Aaron. I will, on my chair. What, what struck me about that beer is I, I, I had never had coffee with kind of that orange essence of orange in it before. So it was like both really bright, light, and acidic at, at the start, but yet finished really smooth with just a touch of chocolate. So yeah, that, that, that coffee did, I don't know, shone really nicely through the beer. Well, so now let's say the Perusha wins again this year. What happens to Sheer and the Yippee-I-A? Then, what then you, they, they, they never they get become, made again? They can become legend. <laughs> yeah, right? Then, then just the people in this room get to say that they tried that, uh, that, that one R&D batch. I will talk forever about that so, one sip of Sheer that I got to have. Where does the, where does the leftover batch go? My house, we brought, so our, our pilot system, this this te- test batch, we only brewed up five gallons. Oh, okay. So well, there you go. Everything, everything we Everything will be drank here. Is here right now. Yes. So sorry. If so, the shear doesn't win, you guys missed out. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> you can come ask us. We'll tell you all about it. <laughs> well, then everybody here agreed to vote for shear. Yeah. 
Do we get a vote? I don't know if we get a vote. We're going to walk around and pass a vote. Can we start going? So now say, vote sheer, guys. Vote sheer. No, we're supposed to have unbiased opinions, right? Isn't that the goal? Right. So we take the vote, and then we're going to explain the coffee so that none of our descriptions. So we like withhold the information, which by withhold, I mean they could go pick up the bag of coffee and read the back right now. They have to decode your secret code of Y, P, and S. Right. Are they ever going to know what those mean? It's very We do have a lot of S's. We have Sheer, Sulo AC, Saucha, Organic Saucha. That's a lot of S's. Nobody will know. At least three. So how did all of these uh, wonderful people get to get to partake in this tasting? Or did they buy a ticket, really or, or was it invite? How they how they get to participate yeah, in this? So, so all, all the seats tonight were given away on social media, either on Black Mesa's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, um, if you don't already follow Black Mesa or like them, do it, because then you yes. might get to come to cool events like this. I actually found out about this party on Instagram. On Instagram? Right, and she posted the beaches. I was scrolling through Instagram, I was like, oh, I guess we're having a party. Well, that just shows how busy you are. You're in there working your ass off. I know. You don't have time to check the internet. It's true. <laughs> So we're also here in conjunction with another event. You guys have also sponsored Nondoc, right? So, so we, we do, and we brought some of our ESB to, to pour at the Nondoc launch party later Which tonight. Which is later so, tonight, so we will continue drinking with you. Thank you so much, Brad, for stopping by. And, yeah, yeah. Thanks, fellas. Uh, actually, real quick plug. Um, I'll shake your hand here. Where where are you on social media? Black, uh, like, at Black Mesa Brewing, or what is it? Uh, Twitter and Instagram are both at Black Mesa Brew. Um, and then Facebook is Black Mesa Brewing Co. Right on. And you can get Black Mesa at local um, liquor stores? Yes. So um, at the moment, we um, our flagship beers are Kolsch and ESB, are draft only. That will change at the end of the month, and they'll be in 12-ounce bottles starting in October. Nice. Um, and in liquor stores currently are just our special releases, things like the Coffee Stout. Uh, things like our Doppelbach, they tend to be higher ABV beers. Okay. Well, we will uh, be looking forward to seeing which, uh, which beer wins tonight. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for the time. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. I can see you there, little wizard stream. Who's gonna be here? The Hunter Shooter, who has got the best resting bitch face, and she loves that she's. I mean, she's like the queen. Nice. Like you don't want to get anywhere near her. What's she was. She's. Her, she's Bolivian. Her mother's Bolivian, and oh. she's like. I mean, it's her natural. It's her natural face. So like when she, you see her coming at you, you kind you're of gonna notice her tonight. You'll see. She may smile a little bit tonight. <laughs> Too bad we can't put it on the radio. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can conjure an image. It's though. actually so funny. In one of my most recent podcasts, I, was, I had this guy on, and he was talking about resting bitch face, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna describe it for everyone. <laughs> it's kind of like you're driving. Yeah, your second grade teacher. And you're angry, but like not really paying attention. You don't know your Got Grumpy yeah. Cat? Did you see Grumpy Cat throw at the first pitch of the baseball game? No. Yeah, if you, if you search that on some something called Twitter, I don't know what Twitter is, but if you search, yeah, if you search it, you see the Grumpy Cat throw it like a Washington Nationals game. That's awesome. Well, who are we uh, talking to? Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Oh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh my God. We're done. Look at that. What? It's like magic. 
Are we recording? Really? All right, so I'm Kathleen Shannon, and I co-own Nondoc with Andrew Rice. Yeah, and I'm Andrew Rice. And what is Nondoc? Yes, that's a good question. We're still figuring it out, apparently. Fun reading it. Right. It is a news aggregator website of sorts. Could you it's call not, it that? I wouldn't say aggregator because it's all original content. You, it's it's original original content. content. Yeah. Yeah. The only part that isn't is sort of finding a story of, of interest and maybe doing a quick little analysis on it and posting it, which we do under the daily filter. So it's sort of filtering, okay. filtering something unique or that we feel like the original take on it, they missed something, or maybe we want to add some criticism or some humor. But the bulk of the site is, I mean, 90%, 85% is original content. So you have a you have kind of a team that works on this website. It's a it's a news website. Yes. And you have uh, an editor. Is that, I think I met Trace. Right. Yeah. And then uh, who else is on your team? So right now we have Trace and Josh McBee, and then it's me and Andrew. Um, what, and then Jeremy, Kathleen's husband, did an amazing job designing the site for us. So okay. we're kind yeah, of it does look great. And preserving our kids' child, uh, right. our kids' college funds. Right, right. We were seriously indebted to Jeremy. He did an amazing job. So. But um, the the idea behind Nondoc, the name itself comes from a Walter Cronkite quote, which is that... Um, Good journalism is non-doctrinaire. It's it's not about an agenda. It's about the story. And so we're really excited about creating a platform for people to share their stories. Um, some of the people on our team are very like hardcore journalists, but Andrew and I are really excited about also sharing kind of more lifestyle stories. So Andrew just recently shared about his trip to Sweden. And I was like, yes, I need to go to Sweden now. Right on. And, um, and so hopefully... What we would like to build it into is a platform where people who just don't have the time or whatever it takes to build a blog or share your work, that maybe we can be a place for yeah. other people to share their work. So a little collaborative then with the community. Totally. Yeah, so I mean, in the whatever eight or nine, ten days we've been going, a good chunk of our pieces are also from contributors, right. uh, journalists who we paid to go do, like there's a great story that was done on the, one of our first days about a boxer in southwest yes. Oklahoma. Yeah. So that was done by a guy named Jerry, Jeremy Cohen who has a job and just does a little writing on the side. We've had several nice. of those. We had some op-eds. So we're trying to do more and more that like in, like your guys' podcast. Once we get around to getting the podcast uh, component of it up, like right. having other great podcasts on there, just to sort of help mix audiences and Absolutely. be a platform. Well, yeah. Shannon, you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I have a podcast called Being Boss. That's Kathleen and, and her last that's, name. Is Shannon. No, thank you. Yeah, sorry. That's it's okay. okay. We're guys. We call people by right. name. That's yeah. true. Hey, Shannon. That's why everyone at Jeremy's work calls him. Hey, Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a podcast also. It's for creative entrepreneurs and. I talk about working for yourself because there's a new wave of people who are starting to work for themselves who might not come from a line of entrepreneurs. And so we really talk about how to be boss. And I love the name of it, being thank boss. Thank you, yeah, awesome. thank you. And it's there's a lot fun. of them here in, we're in Elemental where a lot of people who congregate here every day are, are in the process of being boss. Totally. Working on no, their own projects, absolutely. their own businesses. 100%. And a lot of them are creatives, you yeah. know, and so that's, that's particularly one of the many reasons why we wanted to do this tonight, right? So it's to 
our brand that we're trying to build to sort of align it with Elemental, which is a place of not only great coffee and food, but a creative environment. It's like it's probably, I would say, Oklahoma City's biggest unofficial co-working site. That's what I mean. So, so in a way, and that's where we want to try to align. I had three meetings here this morning. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. with Black Mesa and the creativity that they approach their beer with this coffee stout. I mean, Brad, I don't know if he talked about it when you interviewed him, but he said they take a bit of a different approach that I can't try to, you know, regurgitate. Right. But they do a bit of a different sort of way that other coffee stouts are done. So we did, as we sort of grow and, and really want to be collaborative and partner. Um, with other brands to sort of find ways where we can do events and do stuff on our site that showcases good work. You know, it's of interest not only to people in Oklahoma City, but anywhere. You know, anyway, and obviously on the internet, where that thing called Twitter is supposed to be, <laughs> right. um, you can find stuff. You can find, you know, we had a, um, a, a political consultant that I know uh, from Nashville who's worked with a lot of national campaigns. He wrote a pretty interesting piece on Donald Trump. You know, so he's in Nashville writing a national piece. We ran it on our site. So we're going to try to, you know, a lot of it's going to be local, but we're going to try to just do things of interest outside of Oklahoma as well. So. And so you guys launched on September 1st. You yeah. came online. Today is your official launch party. Yes. Anything special going on tonight so that we can... I mean, this party. Do we need to describe it? <laughs> yes. Describe it like resting bitch face. Like, what does it look like? Promo. Well, let yeah. me tell you what my outfit is. So I'm yeah. wearing some black jeans and a black shirt with a brown belt because I'm a rebel. Are you wearing shoes? black and brown together? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I've always wanted to do that. That's you very non You can do it. You can do it too. Well, the trick is that her shoes have both brown and black. Yeah. Exactly. That's how you do it. So I'm wearing some Swedish clogs. <laughs> Inspired by my blog, my blog entry. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, so yeah, tonight we're having a party at Elemental. Elemental um, is the coffee place, like we mentioned, and they're teaming up with Black Mesa Brewery to launch their coffee stouts for the year. And so Andrew and I were like, "Can we come along?" Well, we actually wanted to periscope what they're getting ready to do right now. Oh, so oh, right. this is live breaking news on your podcast. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. All right, show of hands for Yippee IA. Oh, no. We vote three times. We vote for a mix. Say what they're voting for again. All right, so, so we just started voting. Uh, the show of hands now is for Yippee IA. Okay, got it. All right, let's go to uh, Perusha. All right, and last year. <laughs> All right, look at that. I think that's the one. All right. There's 20 plus. All right, excellent. So you want to tell us about Sheer, Rachel? Yep. Okay, so you guys just voted for Sheer, um, which... Woo! which is a, our Colombian coffee right now. It's out of a Naranjos farm, and it is a, a fully washed and dried coffee. It has a really awesome kind of tangerine orange citrus note in the middle of the body and finishes with a nice chocolatiness um, and a little bit of spice. So I think, and I think Brad thinks too, that that was definitely the correct beer. We were really hoping that everybody would vote for that because it's pretty killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it was a lot more balanced and it had like the, 
the orange tangerine acidity of the coffee, I think, really showed through and rounded out the beer in an awesome sort of way. So, All good right. choice, guys. And and that 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 vote gets me pretty excited because for those of you, if you're not familiar with Elemental's coffees, Perusha was the Ethiopian arty bean, um, which just I, I mean got such a fantastic reception for us last year. Yeah. Uh, there there were so many people that really liked that beer. Um, and so, yeah, so if we, if we can all come together and, and agree that Sheer is even better than Ethiopian Artie, then uh, yeah, that, we're pretty excited about that. Yay. All right, all right. Cheers. Cheers. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> is this still recording? Sheer one. Okay. Sheer one. We called it. We called we it. Called I it, know. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the deal. I really like Sheer, and I was like, I'm voting for Sheer. But then whenever the Perusha was like, you can only have one ounce of the Perusha, I was like, oh, well, that's the one. Yeah. It was like Perusha was playing hard to get, yeah. but I knew that in my heart I liked the Sheer. But really, Perusha was the secret Ethiopian arty stout that everybody's already had. They just didn't right. know how to buy okay, it. Okay, so yeah. we call the, the sheer like the Donald Trump <laughs> the Republican primary? Are they going to be dominating? Or is that, would that really just kill the buzz and excitement? Yeah, I mean, that would right. kill the buzz and excitement. I mean, I would say it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I think we're political. Yeah, I, I, and it, I don't want to compare the sheer and, to Donald and Trump. In, <laughs> in all seriousness, actually, just to say, you know, being a former politician... Um, Wait, what, were, what, you were a state senator? I was a state senator, yeah. This actually was my district, the yes. downtown and the areas around it. So, you know, we really, the non-doctrine part of the journalism is we really take to heart. Like, you know, we ran a story on um, the 15-year anniversary of the right to work law that was a statewide ballot initiative 15 years ago, which is a law that actually I don't agree with. Right. But we read a really interesting story about the passage of it and what it's done to the state from, you know, from a very objective standpoint. So, you know, that's really sort of the core, as you would expect from any journalism, but I just sort of make that caveat because I'm most known as being political, you know, and I would sort of assume okay. like, oh, is this sort of some yeah. like, you know, Rachel Maddow or Sean Hannity, you know. Now, on our opinion pages, we're gonna have opinions of all different types, the whole political spectrum, everything. Now, are we um, gonna see stuff from you on that page as well? A little bit, yeah. I, um, I don't know if I've written an opinion piece yet, but... I hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was a fan of Andrews. I voted for him. So, I, I can say that I hope go. to hear more of his voice. Um, and I think that a lot of our community and our friends miss having Andrew in office representing us. So, I, but, you know, I don't... Well, no, and I will, and I think that. a way that we... The way that it'll be unique, how that fits into our collaboration, maybe, is so Kathleen introduced me when we were... The last several months that we've been sort of planning this with our partners, um, a, a successful writer that she's close with um, nationally who does has a very successful blog, was coming through town, I think, Yep, she was work. coming through town on a road trip. Yeah. And so her name is Sarah Von Bargen, and she does this really cool series called True Stories. And um, I was telling her about the non-doc project, and she was like, do you think I could interview Andrew about, like, true story? I was a nice. former state senator and what that's like, because it's not often that at least people in my crew get to see the behind the scenes of what it's like to work in office Yeah, like so she sent a really cool question, a list of questions, and, I, and it was nice to... I hadn't been asked those questions in a while, like looking back on my time. So I had a lot of fun answering it. It ran recently. So that was a way for me to sort of get my voice out on her platform, and we hope that she'll contribute on our absolutely. platform. Yeah, so it's yeah. sort of like how we've talked to you guys. Yeah, like, absolutely. You yeah. know, we really see that as being if we can grow our loyal readership, listenership, 
viewership. That's exactly right. We hope right. to do short docs as well. That it becomes a place where it's not just us. Right now, our team and our contributors are doing the bulk of the content creation, but we want it to be a place where it's sort of a, a platform for great work of people around yeah, here and, and also exactly. Did I just say a, a, a cartoon? Did you guys have your first cartoon yeah. up? That was a... Maybe we. I don't remember what it was. Mike Allen uh, is a guy around here. He was, it was about parking and your SUV. Yes. And, <laughs> and then we yeah. did some poetry there as well. There was, yeah. Yeah, like tonight we have the short order poems. Guys here at the oh, party. They, oh, they're here. It's yeah. Like, um, Chad Reynolds. Chad Reynolds. Chad. Chad Reynolds. Oh, and then also here at the party we've got. Uh, and Tim Bo Bradford. Gen Bo Jennings is here. Yeah, Bo, yeah, Bo Jennings, Jennings is here. from Norman is here to play. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's yeah, I guess you're going to be hearing this after the fact, but I would. So. You said that was Tim Bradford. We may tweet people. Tim, yeah, Tim's okay, here. Okay, I thought. I have not seen that guy in 15 years. I went to college with him. Yeah, and I believe he's a professor at OSU, and he's one of the really? core members of, of the Short Order Poems with we need to go talk oh, Chad. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, That's get them awesome. on. Yeah. So like an idea we have, I don't know if this will ever happen, so Kathleen may say, oh, well, don't tell them we're going to do this because we may never do it. But, <laughs> you know, like we wanted to get very creative with them. Like, can we blend video documentary with their work, and how can we take their craft maybe into a population that doesn't have that? So maybe on the Cinco de Mayo Festival in Capitol Hill, uh, they go down there, and we have a videographer do a short piece about them teaching Hispanic kids about you know just That's how can we blend yeah. mediums and yeah. creativity it's yeah. still journalism weave it all together weave it all together and hopefully ours is a platform where we can you know display it to the public so well that's awesome. what we're definitely all about yeah. just bringing yeah. everybody together and collaborating so the more the merrier I find that in Oklahoma City especially, a lot of the creatives here are just willing to really help each other. Yes, and I yeah. think that's unique to our city. And um, that's what I love about being here. And I hope that Nondoc is another way to just facilitate that. We're not inventing it by any means, but just being one more piece of the pie. And whenever I say that, I mean, I feel like all of us as creatives in Oklahoma City are just making the pie bigger. Yep, right. And so yeah. I think it's a really exciting time to be a creative. Here in this what do you guys think about that? Like, it's, what are you seeing happen? I think when we came up with the idea for this podcast, I thought we would do it for a while and then realize that there's really no interest for it. <laughs> but as soon as we started doing it, what happened was is we immediately got plugged into that creative side of it, and everybody said, "That's great, you guys are doing this. Let us help you." Right. Yeah. And they would just come onto the show with with no questions asked. Say whatever you want us to do. Come on, let's talk about what I'm working on, and. It ended up being a great conversation, and every week it just grows into something bigger. And yeah, better. yeah. I mean, it's, it's been one of those things I've discovered recently. It's like if you have this idea, you're, if you're creating something, execute it and do it. Even if you think, like you're saying, if it's going to suck and nobody's going to listen to it, do it. Because when you start to create and you begin to execute, and people, other creatives that are doing that realize it too, then they're willing to, they will support, to, you. to support you and latch onto it because... You know, something we've said a lot is, you know, there's a saying, all ships rise with the tide. Like, yes, there's totally, you know, if five new podcasts pop up in the city and all of a sudden we have competition, and all of a sudden, that's great because that means more people are going to listen to podcasts. That means more information is going to get right. out. Yeah. It means more people's voices are going to be heard. And yeah. it's the same thing with Nondoc. Like, yeah, yeah, I really do think, like, we don't know. We don't really know what it's what's going to happen. So whenever we launched Nondoc, it was... Um, it was my job to help capture our vision as the creative director. So really, in some ways, Nondoc is my number one client as far as making sure that our brand is going in a direction that we want it to go. Uh. So I was trying to help capture the vision, um, which started with that Walter uh, Cronkite quote of being non-doctrinaire. Um, but then how can we leave room for it to evolve and grow in its 
own way. And I feel like the best kind of creative projects happen that way. But I love what you said about if you have an idea, just do it. Do it. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. Because um, all it takes is that first step of creation. So, yeah. Something just occurred to me. You said that non-doc sort of started from that Walter Cronkite quote. Yeah. That's sort of this. Like, we apologize for inconvenience is actually a Douglas Adams quote. Right. And oh, it was our inspiration. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about that, then. Uh, well, in Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. there's a, it's in the third or fourth book. We, we it's in the fourth book. There's a scene where they go to visit this planet where written on this mountain in fiery letters is God's last message to his creation. And it's in weird alien writing or whatever. Nobody really does. But yeah. it gets translated and it's translated to we apologize for the inconvenience. Oh, and then how does that inform your podcast? How does it kind of direct <laughs> your mission? It's, it's, or was it just fun? It's, it's, it's fun, just but fun. that kind of underlies the whole thing. We started this because we were having fun in Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah. All, I've lived here for 33 years. They've lived here forever. And we were finally going out and experiencing all this stuff and all these new places and all these new artists and create and all this stuff was just bubbling up. And we were out having so much fun with it. We wanted to do something about it. But we also wanted to convey that we didn't take ourselves that serious. I mean, we didn't take initially, ourselves seriously. Yeah. But it, it wasn't, we weren't out there trying to be journalists or trying to be right. the next Gazette or trying to be anything else. And you know, it's funny that you say that. I'm going to get real vulnerable now that like That's Andrew funny. and the journalists are gone. Um, because I have no journalism background. And so I was a little nervous joining in on this project for Nondoc because I was like, you guys, I'm not a journalist. Like I come from a blogging background right. and a podcasting background, which is kind of almost the opposite. Except I don't know that it is anymore and so in some ways I mean these guys would probably kill me hearing me say this I think that it is about redefining journalism in a lot of ways um, because it is so accessible and storytelling um, I, I don't know it's I don't think it's just about the facts anymore but this is me it's more about the experience yeah. and what is happening like I want to talk to somebody who's right in the midst of like this event yeah you know and I know I can get the details from it probably somewhere on social media but I want to talk to somebody who's actually viscerally experiencing right the event and, and you can't do a visceral experience at this event right now because we also have a hugging booth <laughs> right yes we have a hugging booth so do you feel like not having a journalism background is going to inhibit your ability to conduct stories and be No, creative. not at all, because that's what I've been doing for the last, I mean, probably seven, eight years on my blog, um, on my, so I have a personal blog, I have a professional blog, I have a newsletter. I've oh, been wow. publishing content every day for the last eight years, and now my podcast, which has kind of slowed down all the other, all the other <laughs> yeah, content creation. You guys know how much that. work goes yeah, into it, yeah. right? Well, actually, we were just noticing yours launched, like, the same exact time that ours did. Yeah, um, like in January. January. Yeah. yeah. January 5th. I mean, it has blown my mind, like the kind of I mean, community got, that we've created the, around The amount it. of feedback that we've seen that you guys have had. Like, I want 300 reviews on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's an algorithm thing. If you can, so what happened was we created a Facebook community. Sorry, this doesn't even have to. Oh, no, no. Right. This is perfect. <laughs> So we created a Facebook community and made it private for all of our boss listeners that okay. wanted to join. And so they really started, again, just like what's happening in Oklahoma City, it was happening in this Facebook group of people from all over the world lifting each other up. And nice. I was good because that was the vibe I wanted to create, where everyone could come in and help each other. And so one day I said, hey guys, our podcast released on a Tuesday. I said, if... All of you, we had a group of about 3,000 at the time. Now it's almost 4,000. I said, if 
If even just half of you would go leave a review right now, we can hit number one in iTunes. Nice. So we got that's up to number, that's how we did it. So, but nice. it really is an algorithm thing. So we got to number two, and then we just kind of stayed in the top charts. And then, you know, some lucky things happen. So every time we mention someone famous or whatever on our podcast, my assistant immediately emails them and says, you are mentioned on Bing Boss Podcast. Would you like to come on for an interview? So we've landed some, like, pretty cool people. Okay, so we just got uh, David Johansson. I, I might be saying his name wrong. From Rework, the book. He So he's with 37 Signals and invented this um, project software called Basecamp. It's totally nerdy, but Rework is like my business Bible. It's like what I read. Um, Also, Brene Brown is about to come on our show. She did a TED Talk on vulnerability. Okay. Um, We had, okay, this is weird, Shalene Johnson, who's like this turbo fit, like fitness personality. Right. Come on. And then some people that I admire in my creative community, like Paul Jarvis, he writes amazing stuff and creates some really good content. So, and then the guy who, his name is Jason Zook now, but... He sold, you guys might remember, he basically made a million dollars wearing other people's t-shirts and like using it in social media, but he also- I did hear about that guy, yeah. And he sold his last name twice. So last year his last name was Surfer App, like for a surfer app. Um, anyway, we just interviewed him, and he is a really cool guy. So, like, I've and, and I feel like whenever I'm talking, I don't know if you guys, do you guys do a mini interview podcast? Oh, yeah. Like, yep. you feel like... I, what's cool about podcasting versus writing is I feel like you start to forget that you're talking on a microphone. <laughs> and then you're like, well, let me tell you how I really feel about not being a journalist, you know? Right. And you well, kind that's, of, that's really what you want. I mean, we want that kind of expression from you. That's what we yeah. hope to get out of people. Yeah, because we don't necessarily do, like, interviews per se. What we do is um, just make it more conversation. We just want to talk to you it. until yeah. we feel like you are actually... Giving us a piece of yourself. Yeah, yeah no, we're talking totally. to you and not your talking points or. Your- yes, no doubt. Um, I found that then the longer the podcast, I don't know if you guys, it's kind of like going on a road trip. Like if you're taking a trip to, and I heard this on my friend uh, Jesse Artigue's podcast, if you're taking a trip to Target, you're going to have a five minute conversation with whoever you're with. If you're taking a road trip and you're on an eight hour road That's trip, right. you're going to have that eight hour conversation, right? right? So it's like, how long does it take to dig that out? But I found as someone who has a podcast, the, the more quickly I can be open and honest and vulnerable and like share something about myself, the faster they're going to reciprocate. So yeah. Yeah. That, that, and to me, that's what journalism is today. Don't you think? I, I think, think it's so changing. Too. I think the definition is changing. Yeah. And the content that that creates is changing. And I think it's a more personal, intimate content than just a facts-only newspaper column. I but, think so, too. And we found that out, too, because in some of these cases and events we've been at where other news media, news outlets have been there, they're coming in, and somebody put it to me like this. They were like, you know, if a TV station shows up and sends a camera crew, best that person or that crew is going to get maybe five minutes in the evening news as a bumper between another story or something like that so when they get there on site and they meet this person they're trying to get that audio bite that sound bite out of them that video bite to fill that little tiny gap in the news cycle Whereas right. with this, like, we're not restricted. Like, if we needed our show, it could be two hours long. Yeah, if it could we really be. got into a conversation, it could be that long. Yeah, and I think that the way that news is consumed, like, it's still being created in an antiquated model. Right. And, um, and hopefully, 
you know, one of our goals was to not have any sacred cows. I put that in quotes um, because, no, I can't get into that. But we want to not be beholden to any sort of sponsor to where we can't write about issues that are important, such as the earthquakes and why they're being caused. And I'm not going to go too deep into this because I'm not as political as Andrew or I'm just not as eloquent there. But um, hopefully, so anyway, news is still, I think, being produced in a really antiquated model. Um, I still love it. I love TV. I love getting like a hard newspaper. But people are consuming it in such a modern way that you have to keep up with it. Um, so it is an interesting balance and an interesting blend. And so I'm curious to see how non-doc fits in that model of maybe like a hybrid between um, people on the street with a Periscope camera, you know, with their iPhone or tweeting versus really serious journalism. Anyway. Well, I'm excited. Awesome. I, I it's a great website. Already, you guys are doing an amazing job. I check it every day. It's oh, already thank put you. It up on my favorites bar. Oh, nice. So, uh, Thank where, you. where do we find Nondoc? It's, prim- it's a primarily a website. Yeah, so Nondoc.com. It's N-O-N-D-O-C.com. That's correct. Um, so Nondoc.com is where you can find us. And then we're on social media, like Instagram, Twitter. It's at Nondoc Media. At Nondoc Media. Yeah, okay. and Periscope. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll start to yeah. build our following and, and start to integrate other ways of media into our model, like podcasts Absolutely. and video. But we're starting with articles for now yeah. um, and a little bit of social media. Hopefully we can ramp it up. Well, we can't wait to see you guys grow and help you grow. Yeah, and likewise. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, yeah. so much. Thanks for coming yeah. out to the party. And we trust Andrew. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, He's he's working the room. I know. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew and left to work the we'll room. His get, politician know, kicked right? out. That's right. right. He's, he's like he's like out hugging babies. <laughs> no, he's so legit. But um, but yeah, we'll have to like we need to have coffee soon and nerd yes. out on podcasting. Because like I'm so just I think yeah. about it all the time. Awesome. All right, well, thanks thank you guys. so much. Yeah, do you want me to go find someone else for you to talk to? Oh, yeah, you got someone? I know, right? They're making out in front of the hugging booth. Thank you. We have a beautiful party going on tonight. I'm very, very happy with this beautiful party. You have an unbelievable collection of awesome talent from around Oklahoma City. Yes. We've got the Shorter of Palms guys. We've got Graham Colton and Bo Jennings and Andrew Rice and a lot of who's who of uh, awesome people in town. Absolutely. And what's your special event you have going outside? The Hugging Booth? We do have a Hugging Booth going to benefit Cycle Revolution at Emerson which is a character education class that pairs kids with mentors 
and teaches them to build bicycles, repair bicycles. Through the course, they have their own bicycle that they get to keep. They learn to ride safely on the roads. They have the opportunity to race the crits at Wheeler Crit. Um, some kids are doing the doing a big ride this weekend, the OBS ride, I believe, a 50-miler. Okay. So, wow. uh, yeah, wow. really exciting. And also have a chance to repair the Spokies bikes. But the idea of the hugging booth is just a way to get people to, to talk about what we're doing at Emerson and to have a chance to donate some money. You select a person you would like to hug. You select the type of hug you would like to share. <laughs> Possibly some side I, orders. I have, those, I have those types of hugs. There's the yeah, Fuzzy, the Bear Hug, the Beverly Hills Air Kiss, the Gangsta Hug, the Long <laughs> Uncomfortable Hug, the My Group favorite. Hug, and then some of the sides were a nose-to-nose rub, a pinch, a back scratch, or a tickle. Yes, oh, there may oh, also be some side orders that tickle, tickle. were not appropriate that didn't make the list. Okay. But you can, you can, so there's some off-menu items. There's off-menu items. There's off-menu items. Is there a closet somewhere? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but for our listeners, we have Laura Massonat with us. And she is the proprietor of Elemental Coffee, which is the best coffee shop in Oklahoma City. You hear us talk about it all the time, so it is quite an honor to have you. I'm honored so, to be here. Thank you for all your support. And this is the and second you show we've, yeah. we've done here, so this is probably our most now frequented uh, on location <laughs> recording site. Yeah, let's make it a thing. Yes. Can we get a plaque on the wall? Oh, I would love to. Yeah, yeah for sure. You guys make the plaque and I'll hang it up. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> can she say whatever you want. <laughs> well, we mentioned FOMO on here quite a bit, fear of missing out on all the cool stuff. and. By virtue of my job, I don't ever get to come down here in the mornings and have coffee when, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> awesome people that gather here and meet yeah. and talk. So He's missing it. So oh, this yeah. is, this you is should, you're right to fear. We you're just right hear Steve talk about it all the time. Yeah. Really? So to be here and do this is awesome. Oh, something happened. Yay. We don't know what that was. So we don't know We're what that excited. was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've, we sometimes convey the, the, the auspicious beginnings of Elemental. Like, I've heard that it started in here with just selling coffee out the back door. It's kind of taking on an urban legend. So set the story <laughs> yes. straight. How did I don't know if Elemental I want to mess with started? that. I don't know if I want to mess with that. That might be good. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> we started roasting in 2008, and we were in a warehouse over on Main Street, and we didn't have a shop. We just had the roastery. We started selling wholesale, engaging restaurants, uh, eventually grocery stores, coffee shops, trying to get our coffee out there. So when we were moving to this location with our roaster and opening the shop, we already had somewhat of a fan base. Because there was so little real coffee happening in Oklahoma City, people who were seeking that already knew about us. So as we were building this space out, we did open the back garage door, kind of speakeasy style. You had to knock on the door and we would open it through a very cold winter. And Micah Micah would be back there on the espresso machine making drinks for people in the morning, just for a couple hours in the morning. Our brother Jeremy was one of those people that was was. coming here. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I remember that very well. Yeah, Yeah, one of our early adopters. Did you envision that Elemental would become this, that it is now? Like This community space. Did you see the restaurant part of it? Did you see that it was going to be like everybody's office? Like was... We, we wanted to do food, we knew that part, and we wanted it to be a place where people were going to engage with each other. We actually tried to do no Wi-Fi for about the first I six months. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because we wanted people to talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And 
clearly they can talk to each other and also have Wi-Fi. So we, you know, made that transition. We wanted to do food, but we found out pretty quickly that if you weren't full on food, it was really hard to do. And so we had to wait until the time was right and we could bring on Elena and have her like really do food, and it's just been amazing. Um, yeah, so it's been just organically growing in the direction that we hoped for. Well, for a while, you guys were doing crepes on Sunday mornings. Yes, oh, yes. Those were great. That was, uh, that was probably the so most good. that I was down here was when you guys were doing the Sunday yeah. morning crepes. Well, you have to come to my house now. Cause <laughs> it's strange <laughs> because, because I, never, like, I never came here for crepes. Are you serious? I never oh, had they were so yeah. good. There were dessert crepes and yeah. crepes that had like ham and cheese and oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, crepes are crepe food truck. There you go. Genius. You build the truck, and I'll put my logo on it. <laughs> you do all the work. You do all the work. Right. We need to start thinking that way. Yeah. Well, you have a little bit of experience with food trucks. <laughs> a little bit, yes. In, in terms of starting Agent 8, and being one of the people behind that. But you right. started that with Brian Bergman and Jonathan Stranger? Uh, so the idea came from J.D. Merriweather, speaking Merriweather. with my partner, Chris Holiday. you guys probably don't even know, um, about sort of the food truck happenings in other cities, and in particular in Austin, and how it would be cool to have something here. And so Stranger was our neighbor, and obviously J.D. Merriweather had the beer, so we said, okay, let's do it. We'll do it in the parking lot. We tried to put it together that first, uh, that first month found out at the last minute that the permitting wasn't going to happen because it's in a private parking lot, not zoned yeah. the right way, and so you know that story. Great story, great story. Great story that then led to the city really scrambling to help us make it happen legally the following month. And then Brian came on in the second season, towards the end of season, just volunteering, okay. helping me park the trucks, and then we actually paid, started paying him in the third season, and that's his second season to be paid to manage the event. Do you think that that uh, permitting fiasco with the, the first one maybe helped um, make the road a little easier in the future for other people wanting to try and do events? Like, do you think maybe kind of like shook city, the city up a little bit to kind of like pay attention and? I think it makes the path more clear. And more clear. Uh, maybe not easier. Okay, just a, a, a little more well-defined. <laughs> yes. And, and yes. Not so murky. And the okay. city now, I mean, they have an events person who works with you when you want to put on an event, make sure that you're getting everything done that needs to be done. So, they've, yeah, they've gotten that together. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you guys for yeah, having me. It's been me. an honor for, a wonderful for us to be here again. Yeah, th again, thank you for everything. No, well, welcome welcome to the space and glad to have you anytime. And if you well, haven't uh, come down here yet, come to Elemental. Yeah, Check come down to Elemental, you guys. Yeah, come down to gosh. I'll probably be here. Stephen will be here. <laughs> yes, you are, Stephen. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. feel the way start to speak. Used to ask all kinds of questions now, but and gracing us with her presence yes. on the show. Cindy, you have something amazing that has happened. Tell us what yes. happened. Um, I just won the special election in House District 85, the first Democrat ever to represent uh, this area of Northwest Oklahoma City. Oh, that's the first time a Democrat has been in this yeah, seat. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. This. Now, this was a seat that Mary Fallon had once held. Yes, yes. Interesting held by Representative Dank. Yes. Who unfortunately passed away. Yes. And that's why there was a special election. Yep. yep. 
passed away in April. I had no idea that this was the first so time. I feel like we're so. dropping these little blue bombs <laughs> in the redness yes. of the day so we can just start spreading. Yeah, yeah. And this is... It took phenomenal. a lot of hard work, yeah. and I had a really great team and a lot of good field strategy, and that was important. And knocking doors, you know, I have been reading that because there's so many people who are now analyzing what has gone on, and really? you know, having a, a candidate. It's true, you know, as a candidate, you have to be dedicated to the work, and you have I, to commit yourself to getting out and talking to voters because at the end of the day, local politics, it's about people. Fun. Yeah. And I think so, you followed a strategy that another friend of ours followed who we had on the show, Jason Dunnington. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's our representative. Yes. So and as I saw a picture of you two together, I was like, you guys are going to make a great pair yeah. in there. Yeah. But I just said, man, there was a picture of you and Jason and Kay Floyd and Emily Virgin and... Yeah. Remember who the fifth? Uh, uh, Claudia Griffith. Claudia she Griffith, yes. yeah. she actually won um, in Norman in House District 45 in 2014, and it was held by um, a two-term incumbent. So, wow. Wow. sort of sort of similar in the sense of um, you know the Breaking. the amount of registered Democrats and Republicans, and then maybe some doubt that a Democrat couldn't win. But um, and of course, as women, it's definitely you know an accomplishment for us and Absolutely. getting more women in the legislature which is something I was personally passionate about that was my work um, with the Girl Scouts I was working in nonprofit to help young women become leaders um, anywhere yeah, you, but, you worked uh, for Girl Scouts yes, of America yeah, yeah Western Oklahoma the Western local Oklahoma. council here yeah okay. yeah don't give I'm not, I know, wasn't I'm that I'm hard not Girl Scouts, but. <laughs> yeah yeah and I managed all of our community outreach work that we did and that's where my eyes were really open to having um, people who are in the state capitol, you know, creating policy around what's happening for real people, and and I think it starts with education. Yeah, so. well, that's what I was thinking. Like you and Jason are going to be a powerhouse yeah, of education. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Has got to be one of the biggest issues that mm -hmm. we all. I have yeah. a seven-year-old daughter, and that was one of our biggest concerns about moving back to. I moved back to Oklahoma about six years ago mm -hmm. when she was one, mm -hmm. and our concern was is she going to be able to get a good education? Right, right. And luckily, she uh, she goes to Wilson, which is a great elementary school, mm -hmm. and that model needs to continue. Yeah, like, we need yeah. that much investment. But I've even heard with that being a public school, it you know you're waiting in line to enroll and to get your spot. It is still. And so there's still some disadvantage for parents and families who can't necessarily do that. I have yeah. a friend whose daughter is in pre-K at Wilson and started waiting outside at 5.30 in yeah. the morning well, for enrollment. Well, if you're working two jobs and you don't have anybody to help you with your kids. Right. How do you make that work? How do you make that work? Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. But I'm very excited, still overwhelmed. and Yeah, um, we're, we're excited for you. Was, <laughs> oh, the news came really fast, it seemed like. They yeah. had those votes kind of pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah. oh my uh, God, she won, she won. <laughs> <laughs> At my watch party, there were um, people watching the absentee uh, voting and early voting, and so they sort of knew the numbers before the official numbers uh, okay. were released, and I asked them to keep quiet. <laughs> yeah. nice. I actually have to be calm until every precinct is reported. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it was really fast, and... My dad, if you saw the article in the Oklahoman, he was hugging me. I mean, he yeah, can't. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a classic he, picture. Yeah. That's a classic picture. And we can thank Andrew Rice, actually. I sent him a text message today and said, thank you so much for taking a picture of my dad. It has gone viral. It, it is viral. everywhere. And my dad opened the paper today and was just emotional oh, about it. Yeah, that's amazing. He's very proud and excited. Well, and he's a Republican. And, and, and I think that's that's great. Hey, look, the, there <laughs> you go. I'm, I'm glad, glad Andrew took family. a good picture of you because the picture he took of us earlier 
earlier, I have the worst look on yeah. my face ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sue so has become very self conscious. So I'm being that. very aware of this guy over here taking a picture of yeah, us right now. Yeah, there you go. Making yeah. sure I'm smiling. Yeah. And not well, the Tulsa World's <laughs> posted an article in the picture, I thought. That's the most awful picture of me ever. Through all their photos, yeah. the worst one. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, but that's okay. World. That's okay. I'll learn to how to, I guess, sit or so stand. So. Besides the the tactics, the knocking doors, and meeting people, would you say that meeting us on Monday really helped solidify your win? On Tuesday? <laughs> Absolutely, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't Scott Mitchell. No, or not him, him or his show. No. Or, no. <laughs> No, it was definitely That's you awesome. all. It was just us being. I think I started following you all on Twitter yes, after that. Yes, so. thank you. So, yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thank congratulations. you. Thanks for giving we're me a chance excited. to talk, we'll, and we'll we're excited. And... Go enjoy the Okay. The yeah, okay. Good 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 well, thank you. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, I good appreciate to see you too. it. Thank you so much. I'm not getting rich. All right. So, get a board over there, and put your name on the top, fill it out, and I'll make you guys a deal. You can't refuse. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. One of our favorite adventures is the Escape OKC. Wafty listeners get an exclusive discount when they use the coupon code listen to wafty That's listen the number 2 W-A-F-T-I. Visit theescapeokc.com and book your room now. You can help us continue our urban adventures by going to our website, www.waftyshow.com, and clicking on support us, where you will find a variety of ways to contribute, including becoming a Wafty Knight, which will grant you access to our exclusive content. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on SoundCloud.com slash Wafty Show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. And of course, www.waftyshow.com. We'll, we'll see you next week. week. You get the whiskey, Get the wine now, baby Where I'm stuck Here's the man shot Whoa